Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show, our new normal, if that's what you want to call it. Um, so we've been going strong for the last, what, almost two months now? March, April, May. Yeah, like oh, a little over two months now. Uh, I never thought I could sit still this this long, and it's really uh, testing my patience. And I'm not even like a people person. I'm just not used to not like getting up and working and going out of the house and not coming back until like it was dark, dark outside. Uh, so this is abnormal, and I'm still trying to get used to it. But um, my guest today represents something else that I've been doing. Well, since the the start of this, I. I actually have been cooking more, uh, and I cook. I'm a really good cook, I would say so myself, but I was trying to incorporate some, not necessarily, I don't like to use the word healthy or diet because most times it, it kind of gets old real quick, and it kind of messes your mind up, but I've been cooking more, and for me, I had to learn how to cook smaller meals because it's just me, or like if my, my uh, friend comes over, like, It'll be more, but normally I don't like a lot of leftovers. So I'm learning how to uh, meal prep and like cook healthier vegan style meals. I'm not fully plant based yet, and I'm learning a different level plant based and raw and uh, no cook raw. Like it's it's levels to this shit. Um, so this is week two of all um vegan now what people don't realize is you can still there's still can you can still be a fat vegan because there's still processed foods that you can have as a vegan um and it's how i'm kind of transitioning into it so i'll buy some of the vegan options that's like when you get like the chicken nuggets or the the uh, patties and stuff that is already prepared and all you have to do is warm it up. Um, so I'm eating some of those things and I'm incorporating some of the, um, some of the other options. Thank God that we have a Tabitha Brown out there in the world that's given us the real honest uh, perspective. And Jay, uh, Janae is going to also give us some, some insight, but I've been going strong for two weeks. Um, the first week I wanted to fight. I really wanted to punch somebody, and I had put myself through this before, and I would get angry and hostile and all that, and it's hard for me because I live in Charles Village, and the only thing you can do in Charles Village is uh, go to the meth clinic, uh, eat, and get your head done. Like, that's the only thing that you can really do in, uh, <laughs> in Charles Village. Uh, but I I have been incorporating, like, eating and cooking the food. Thankfully, like, I have a cousin that owns a restaurant. Shout out to uh, Ray at Flight um, that has been uh, hooking me up with some, some options. So I don't feel like – I can still feel like normal people. But I have – all the time – I've ordered out maybe five times in the last two weeks, which is a lot. Crazy. But shout out, I got a hookup at, at old, old Flight. Uh, but uh, I've been able to order, like, even at the different restaurants, I've been able to order, um, like, vegan only. And that is weird to me because when it comes, you know, normally you expect a chicken cheese steak and stuff like that. But it's been, like, healthier food. Well, I'm not, not going to say healthier because something we have to make sure we understand that they're still processed 
foods within vegan eating. And it's really good. So much so that uh, yesterday my friend brought me some Popeyes and just the smell of it. And I'm not going to be like, ugh, the carcass. Oh my God. It was just the smell of it was became real to me. So what I have been making um, crab cakes and I've been making my own form of chicken with the chickpeas and all that and the jackfruit and I've been like really doing it. So the smell of the Popeyes just took me to a place and it went to my stomach and I was like, I'm not going to do this to myself. I said, this this take it home. I appreciate it, but this go ahead to take that back home because I can't, I can't eat it. But um, yeah, I've been. I think I've been doing pretty good with just balancing it out and not lying to myself. If I wanted something um, sweet, I'm not killing myself and like, oh my god. So my cousin, shout out the flight, sent me some cake, and uh, this weekend is my birthday, and I'm gonna have me a big old pan of of banana pudding. Shout out to my cousin Nika, the the baker. Uh, but I'm not gonna like kill myself, but I'm not like trying to avoid it because I still got to see food uh, and think about food and everybody eating and Tabitha Brown on everybody's damn pages now. So I got to see this stuff, but I, I'm not going to lie to myself. But further ado, I want to welcome Miss Jay uh, Janae on with us. I think your sound is off as well. So you got to uh, open your sound up. Oh, one more. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. So you've heard my whole, how you doing? You've heard my whole ordeal. And I, I first uh, I was introduced to Janae through Miss uh, Mia Muse. Uh, and she, uh, and she, uh, I, when I went on her page, I said, oh, okay. So she's a healthy eater. Okay. And then as I started scrolling a little bit more, I was like, oh no, she do. She is a food. So I can, I can watch <laughs> this. Cause you know, some of them healthy eaters, they ain't really, ain't really into it like that but uh <laughs> you have made it kind of a way of life and you're working on making it a part of your industry your oh, yeah. uh entrepreneurship for sure i could i could definitely relate to where you are i think um everything that you're saying right now is pretty mm -hmm. much what the company stands for right and i said i'd say and just to introduce myself my name is jay janae i have right. a health conscious food company so our goal is to change the way people see and taste food and mm. um, pretty much take unique approaches on getting people to eat healthy without it feeling overwhelming. Right. It's like what you're right. kind of talking about. Right. So the biggest thing I think that we all have to realize when it comes to food is that it's psychological. So mm. when I say that, it's like, okay, say before I, I started on my vegan journey, I've probably been vegan now and put meat out of the equation for maybe about a year and some change. Okay. So during that process, I had to wean myself off. Um, I still was eating seafood. I still would dibble dabble. And then I got to a point where my body was like fully rejecting the meat. That's what really made me like not eat it anymore. Kind of was like a moment I was cooking chicken. I was in the middle of making like spring rolls. I used to make these dope garlic annie spring rolls with like some fresh shredded cheese, some butter, some chicken. Mm wrapped up in like a nice crunchy spring roll. These were like a hit. And one day when I was really making these, I thought- They wasn't a hit. hit. No, it wasn't <laughs> a hit no more. And, and um, I also had somebody in my life who was very close to me who was already on that journey. So they kind of were like able to kind of help me with that transition. Right. But now I'm in a space where it's like, I no longer really want the chicken anymore. You know, like I, I, I used to, 
but now yeah. it's like kind of like it's more so uh kind of weaning myself away from things like fries and certain other things but i don't really want the chicken anymore you know like it's, I said, it's, it is difficult only because you have to uh, my nutritionist was like, what is your why? Why, why do you want to do this? And for me, like, I'm, I'm confident in who I am. I would like to, like, tone up because I'll be 37 in, like, two more days. So I want to – I know I'm not going to be tight in two, two, two days. But I want to go into my 40s healthier than I went into my 20s. And I was only – I was only unhealthy, really, in my 20s. That's when I first got thick. And I, I don't want to, like, be skinny, but I just want to be healthy. And for me, it's a health thing. So there are a number of things that I can't eat anymore. Like, I can't really indulge in seafood anymore okay. um, because I'm having some acid buildup, and it's causing, like, pain and inflammation. And it's certain things that I, like, dairy has never been my friend. It is really not my friend now because the the mucus buildup is like instantaneous. Ice cream, like I love you, but you don't love me, <laughs> so I can't. I got to get out of this disrespectful marriage that we have. But I, I if for me, it was this more health reason. So it's already. I, it was easier because it was already things that I couldn't eat. So okay. now it's like uh, I, I gave away my my barbecue pork chops a long time ago. You know, but I'm a burger dude. Like, I, I only, I'm the person that goes to a restaurant and the waiter knows exactly what I want because that's the same thing I get when I go to that place every single time. So oh, I'm already limited. Okay. So it's now this change of what I do, like the spaghettis, the the hamburgers, uh, stuff like that, making it where I'm at. So now I can eat a black bean burger and be good. Like, okay. and it don't feel like, you know, oh my God, give me something else. Like I, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm more open to it because I eat regular, like food, but limited. But yeah, so I, I'm in that space right now. Okay, I understand. Okay, so perfect example. Something I was experimenting with recently. I've been on a grill a lot. So, um, because mm. grilling, as you know, adds a whole nother component and flavor to food, and really yeah. takes it another level so i've been um grilling a lot and i've been using wood chips and like okay. some charcoal not That's like smoky. the charcoal not the charcoal that you normally would buy but like the charcoal that i get it kind of looks like lava rock yeah it's real interesting yeah but what i would grill recently that's very similar in texture to a burger and that really impressed me was i took a portobello mushroom and i put mm. it on a grill and then i actually used like a um a kind i don't know if you're familiar with i used to try to stay away from bread so I, I, the beginning of this, it was carbs fucking up. I was buying biscuits, I was buying cornbread, all of that. But I, I'm limited now to the artesian bread, so okay. I won't get anything else. I love sweet potato bread, or not, not sweet potato bread, the potato bread and the, um, the Hawaiian rolls. I, that is dangerous. I don't even go to that part of the market. Um, I don't. So I'm trying to, but yeah, I'm trying to find some alternatives. And I don't like rats. I've tried that. Uh, I don't like them. Okay. Well, I can give you an idea of what you could do. So mm -hmm. with the portobello mushroom burger, being that it kind of had like that smokiness once it was cooked, it was still very juicy, very thick. And if oh. you wanted to reduce some of the bread, you could actually cut the bread. The Kaiser roll is thick. 
So what yeah. you would do is just like kind of cut it in half and then use less of the bread and toast it. Because you know when you toast it too, it's less calories. It's not as unhealthy because now you're changing the dynamics of the bread. You could, oh, so if I toast bread, don't say that to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Like toasting bread makes it everything. Toasting the bread makes it healthier. You know what I'm saying? It changes. And people, that doesn't mean you can eat more of it just because you toast it. That, that's the, not what that means. But but the thing is, what I'm saying too is that you can use less of it. You can still yeah. use it, just don't use as much. Right. And then you. So can you mean it. like part half of the bun, cut that in half. Yeah. And use that. Okay. And I got. Make it. it like a thin layer, but then also still make it still make it thick enough to where you can kind of like get some yeah. of the bread. But then right. lay your sandwich. Put a little vegan mayo. Put some tomatoes, some lettuce, or whatever you like on it. And now you got you a nice little burger. It's juicy. It's going to kind of be nice and wet. It's going to be tender. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to satisfy. And that's that's one of the things. So I like, for everybody know, I say cheeseburgers in every other sentence that I say. So I love burgers. And that was the biggest thing for me. Like, I didn't, eating vegan before you normally had to eat out because it wasn't a lot of recipes. It wasn't a lot of options outside of a salad. And I remember like vegan restaurants before the stuff was tasting kind of like rubber bands. And I was like, I'm not eating that. It's nasty. But I'm I now we have more options like the black bean burger or the sweet potato. And I, I have one, I made one with sweet potatoes and spinach. And it was just like, mixed up and I kind of put a little bit mashed up some chickies just to like even it out and I've been using a lot of the liquid amino and the liquid smoke and I'm but I'm trying to like not I don't I'm a person that I can't call something chicken if it ain't chicken um even though I'm just trying to substitute like I made crab cakes last week from the jackfruit and I know in my mind this is not a crab cake and when I taste it, it's damn sure in the crab cake, but it just gives me the same thing. Um, okay. My my issue has become texture. So if I, and that's why I can't call it the same thing because the texture is often different. And that's the mm-hmm. thing that I'm trying to find how to get the same texture or what can I use to give me the same textures. So my mouth is really your mouth trying to find that same feeling, but how can I kind of emulate that tex- texture? in the food. So going back to that word that I mentioned where um speaking of psychology. So it's psychological, yeah. right? Yeah. Growing up, you said you're 37. So pretty much oh, I'm not 37 yet. Okay. Sunday. So, uh, Sunday. Sunday. I'm sorry. So pretty <laughs> much for 35, 36 years of your life, all you right. know, your 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 actual body chemistry, your bi- your biology right linked to me like we kind of have a relationship with that like yeah so it's like honestly i'm gonna be honest with you it's going to just take you kind of weaning off and just getting used to it for the psychology for of it to change for you to kind of be like okay this is what it is right i mean nothing is going to ever emulate a chicken you know what i'm saying or a crab or some crab texture we can get close to it we can flavor it by using like what did you flavor your crab cake with? The, the jackfruit. I did it with the jackfruit. So I just but pulled it apart. What seasoning did you um, use? I, and I used a little bit of Old Bay just for the smell. And I, I don't, I've used a little bit of mustard and um, I put the mayo in it um, and like black pepper, garlic, but I just put a little bit more 
obeying and that's all the season i really use and it was like no it was like a seafood blend that obey does now um and i use that have you and then sidebar of- obey has a hot sauce now uh check that out i'm just <laughs> saying check that yeah, they have a hot sauce now. Okay. Check that out. But yeah, I just use I use the basic seeds that I use to make crab cakes. So Okay. So you just really, transferred it over. Yeah. So but okay. I made the um the, the recipe I was going by, I made the old bay into like a liquid and I just soaked the jackfruit in that for like a couple hours and then I just put it together normally. Like I would normally put the um uh crab cake and it was pretty good it was a little too salty but it was okay. good it was good but i don't eat a lot of old bay seasoning anyway for that reason because it's really salty did you but put it, mayo it in it like it uh yeah i used a little bit of mayo uh once i kind of dried it out a little bit because the liquid kind of i guess when you cook in vegan water is a, a big thing because you're high rehydrating a lot of the food so you i just put a little bit of the mayo in it Okay. Yeah, I'm mixing that. So I didn't really change anything. I used the same basic seasonings other than the seafood. It's like a seafood blend. The, what is the adobo? Adobe? Uh, I think that's what it's called. And adobo, I just used that. Adobo? Adobo. I used that. Okay. And it, oh, yeah. It, adobo is, is I, would, I would tell you to, to eliminate adobo from your, your, your cabinet. Yeah, it's, okay. okay. It's, 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 just, it's not really It's not really good for us. It's not good? No. Is it too salt? Is it too much salt yeah, in it? it, it what they put inside of the ingredients of it you kind of have yeah. to um yeah the best bet for seasonings is simplicity you know like having some sea salt i only cook with sea salt now only use okay. sea, himalayan sea salt and you can buy that very cheap at like marshall's or something get you a big yeah. bag get you a reusable container always refill that and then also another good thing to have for seafood is you ever heard of dulce like dulce like or like yeah, I, somebody told me, but again, Safeway didn't have that. So I'm by okay. Safeway didn't have that. So I'm going to have to order that. Dulce is really good to have in your cabinet. Or oh, if you don't have the dulce, you can do seaweed flakes. If they have seafood, seaweed flakes, or the, sea, yeah. the seaweed, uh, the like the chips or whatever, you can take those and yeah. put those up and put those in too to add another element to make it taste more seafoody to kind of balance out the old bay. Um, did you fry it? You baked it? How did you cook it? And I brewed it. I brought. I thought it. I. I thought I could. Well, I started off brewing it, um, and it just didn't have the same because it wasn't the same thing. It didn't have the same texture. So okay. I, after brewing it, it was still together. But then I just put it in the pan. So I was big on like uh, canola oil and vegetable oil, and I started using the grapeseed oil a lot. Um, okay. So I used that to like fry it so it still have like that crisp to it. Okay. Um, and it was pretty good. Again, it was just the texture. Like it, it, I came close to the taste, but it was still like the texture of it. And I didn't, I don't okay. use bread in mine at all. So I just needed that, you know, and you know, crab cakes are already soft, but it still got a firmness to it. But okay. I, I, I was trying to, I think I was trying to find the texture. And the taste was good, but I was still trying to emulate that texture for myself. So and I, I love bread cake. Mm-hmm. I got something else for you that I want you to try. A completely different method and approach to your, your, your crab cake. So mm-hmm. you ever heard of harder palm? Yes. Yes. Okay. So harder palm would be the close one of the, uh, even palm tree or whatever you want to call it. 
too. Yeah, I know that would be that would be the closest thing to the texture of the crab meat. What you could oh. do now is change the dynamics because jackfruit has a very strong taste. You could yeah. change the base and make your base chickpea instead of using a jackfruit. Add the oh. harder palm chunks to the actual um, chickpea mix. Add some okay. of that old bay that don't say a little bit of. Um, you don't have to over season it. You can even add a little bit of breadcrumb, natural breadcrumb, or make your own breadcrumb. Put a little seasoning in put that. Can you put that back up for me, Moni? I couldn't. I couldn't see it. Can you put that back up? I was trying to read that, but yeah. So the text texture of food, the texture of food. Okay, the texture of the food is one thing, but I think the biggest thing, and I've been dealing with that for the last two weeks, is how we get full from it. Um, it says, "Baby, I either eat all bread all the time or not at all. Bread is what separates something." I was almost there, but I'll, I'll read it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I but the one thing that I've been struggling with the last two weeks is how how you feel full. So when you eat, it's that idea because my schedule doesn't permit me to really sit down and eat three three whole meals. It doesn't. Sometimes I'm eating on the go, and unfortunately, most times I'm eating late at night when I finally get back home. And then I'm rushing out the door in the morning, so I normally don't eat breakfast. But it was the idea of being full, so I kept trying to fill myself up. So I thought, so I had the, I had two crab cakes, and I had made a, um, they have these, um, these cauliflower like tater tots. Cauliflower bites, like a yeah. I had those, and I was like, this don't feel like. Let me let me make a salad. And I made a salad to go along with it. And I ate it, and I still didn't feel full. Now, I wasn't hungry anymore, but I uh, I rarely, I rarely, like, eat on a schedule. But I was okay. feeling like, oh, maybe I should eat. Should, should I eat two more crack cakes? Like, do, do, am I full? And in your mind, you think because this is all, like, plants and herbs and substitute, I can eat more of it. And that's really not the deal because a lot of this stuff is going to run right through you and you're never going to really, it's going to be like eating Chinese food. You never feel full. Like you just don't feel that. Like I feel like I'm not hungry, but mm -hmm. I no longer feel full, like full. Okay. And yeah. I was eating too much of my damn food. And I was like, I paid too much money for this to be going already. But that, that full feeling, I didn't feel that after eating. It it's it's definitely a transition and a change. Um, it's, right. it's not the same thing. And I want I want you to understand, everybody listening to is that like a lot of the foods that we eat, like before we kind of transition into this vegan and this healthier lifestyle or whatever you want to call it and name it, mm -hmm. these foods are designed to make us feel heavy and kind of weigh us down. So right. when you're used to psychologically eating something and feeling a certain type of way, you're going to kind of always be chasing that same feeling. Yeah. But what you have to realize, too, jackfruit is still a fruit within itself. Mm -hmm. It's not an actual meat with, with a lot of things pumped up and added to it to make you feel a certain type of way or give you this certain type of feeling and kind of right. this kind of addictiveness. So it's really But like, it was everything, though. Every Like, for some reason, none of it... And I was trying to like cook 
a little bit and kind of mixed the the processed stuff into it so i wasn't eating all processed but everything even like the vegan spaghetti that i made it, it's nothing really and i i don't i don't i'm not scared of that now two weeks into like this straight vegan eating but it was weird the first couple days or the first week or so or when i was trying this at the beginning of the quarantine i just didn't feel full so i would try to eat something else to kind of fix that that full feeling that i'm used to having when i eat yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna be the same you know what i'm saying i still Mm -hmm. feel like that now too and i'm down to sometimes just having one shake in the morning time and having one meal out of the day and that's mm. enough to sustain me. But before, like I said, I was kind of stuck on having to eat three bills and this kind of third. But more so now, I'm just focused on getting the nutrients in my body that I really need to sustain me throughout the day. And not right. eating as much and overeating and overconsuming because that's literally what we do. Like, right. like you talk about like Popeyes. Let's think about a Popeyes meal. You're getting two pieces of chicken. You get a two piece. You're getting two pieces of chicken. You're getting a side. You're getting a biscuit. And you're getting a drink. Now let's compare that to the meal that you t- just talked about and ate. Yeah. It's, those are two different comparisons, two different worlds, two different feelings. So it's like your body too is gonna probably kind of go through like a detox and a withdrawal because it's like it's literally not the same component. And it's not the same amount, and it's not as heavy or as saturated. My like, and and I'm just bringing up bullet points in terms of this what this has been for me because I've been looking through your pages, but like that, those are the first major issues. The second issue is, is obviously we're in a a different space right now. So a lot of the markets have jacked stuff up, but in terms of cost, it can be very expensive to eat like that. Because when I first got there, when we first got into quarantine, I was eating like for me, just by myself, maybe 30, $40 because I'm not I don't eat a lot of foods in general, but I was spending like maybe 30 or $40 on food a week Just going to the market and cooking compared to like $80 Mm, If I'm trying to like substitute and you know prepared frozen food sometimes cost more anyway but it still was like uh, That's I had to double almost triple what I was normally spending um, on food, but how do we kind of be cost effective at this and not because and then produce again, you got to go every week for that. You can't just, I don't like freezing fresh food unless it's already frozen because it don't normally taste right to me, but how do you kind of be cost effective in trying to be smart about what you're spending and eating at the same time well, on your finger? I, I definitely think it's a uh it's definitely a a learning process and it's definitely depending on what's available like canned options like canned beans um i use a lot of canned pinto beans like organic canned pinto beans from like aldi's black beans from aldi's sometimes i buy the dried beans and what you can do that's that's in its natural form and what you could do with that is you soak those ahead of time and you cook those down and then like you you kind of certain stuff you're going to have to freeze certain stuff you're going to have to preserve in certain types of ways in order to kind of have stock like you could make your bean burgers and freeze them for a little while and and okay. take them out and they'll still be fresh you know what i'm saying you could so prepare you, the stuff and then freeze it 
prepare it ahead of time. Like, say for instance, if you want to do, okay, if you want to do canned stuff, you could do canned stuff. You could still prepare it and do it the same way. But if you want to go a step further and really make your food a little fresher, you could buy dry right. beans, like black beans, pinto beans, soak them, cook them, prep them down, like add whatever additives you want to add to them, and then like take them and store your, um, and store your stuff in the freezer. You could, uh, like I said, it depends on your schedule and your day. Everybody's mm-hmm. situation is a little bit different. Right. So you said for somebody like you who's on a go a lot or who may not have as much time to cook, you definitely might need to like have that specific day and make a menu for yourself and say, this is what I want to eat during the week. This is the snacks I want to partake in. Um, I portionalize your meals, make them portionalized, put your little, your, your like little fruits to the side of yourself. Um, make you maybe two, three different options so you're just not eating the same thing over and over again. You can kind of rotate what you do. Because I make meal prep, and when I do meal prep for my clients, I usually give them two meal options, and I give them five for five days out of the week, and I'll give them three of one option and two of one option. It usually comes with a snack, maybe some chips, some fresh popcorn, or it comes with like a, like maybe like a granola bar or some type of like, like Rice Krispie treat. Or whatever the case may be, or I might put like a vegan crab cake, I might do some vegan mac and cheese, do a fresh salad with that, and then put a nice little salad dressing, and then you have a meal for the week. Um, mm-hmm. But it all, all depends on kind of like where you are within your process and what works best for you, you know? So that takes me to like the next one. So for me... I used to drink a lot of my calories. Like, I don't drink alcohol or anything like that, but I'm okay. a juice to now. Um, what are some liquid, now, and, instead of, and not just smoothies and stuff, but in terms of, like, we like to drink with our meal as well. What are some options that we can kind of do that are less sugar, less sugar, <laughs> less sugar, <laughs> uh, less sugar options that are still give us the same kind of like I'm eating and I have a, like a drink with it. Okay. So I drink a lot of lemonade. I'm big on lemonade. Lemonade. Let me tell you why I'm big on lemonade. Lemons are really good for cutting fat. Okay. And it's also good for cleansing your body overall and just cleansing your system. So lemons are amazing. Um, You can have fresh lemon water and you can easily add turbinado sugar. It's probably my favorite sugar to use. That's a natural sugar. Say that again. Turbinado sugar. So that's T-U-R-B-I-N-A-D-O. So turbinado sugar. That's one of the best sugars that I use when it comes to making any drink. Um, I make is that a substitute or is that still like a, a raw form it's, of sugar? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a raw, healthier form of sugar. So it's not... Okay process the same way that the regular sugar that we get is processed um and it's definitely really good for drinks super super good for drinks um i usually make like a kale lemonade that is very refreshing i actually take little pieces of kale i blend them up put the turbinado sugar put a little lemon a little lime and um i blend it up and i have a refreshing drink to go right along now with my um my meal and it's also a great way to add some greens into my my elements without it and actually the kale lemonade doesn't taste overpowering it's not like you just tasting kale it's like you having a nice refreshing kind of like almost like a little greenish lemonade maybe like a ginger lemonade will be more like hitting you where the kale is a smoother yeah it's, yes exactly 
it, it, it's kind of just like, yo, ooh, that feels real good. It's light and refreshing. And then the biggest thing, too, is that you don't want to feel heavy after a meal. You want to feel light and energized. Like, that's right. the goal, too. Like, you're not supposed to feel heavy and weighed down. You want your day to be continuous. You want to be able to go on your flow. So you definitely yeah. need light things. Like, and. You know, so in terms of uh, choosing a meal prep or like, cause I'm trying to figure out what my coins look like. So Jay, Janae can, you know, hook that up. But how, how, uh, how would one prepare for that? Like how do you, how, how should I go into, especially when you're limited in the types of food you can eat? Like, I mean like being vegan, of course, I'm not saying limited, but. How how would I prepare for that? Or how, how would you suggest we kind of wean ourselves into doing more meal prepping? Because that takes, that could be like a half a day of, of work sometimes. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like you really, like just how we schedule everything else, we really do have to, um, the best way to really accomplish what you want with your food goals. Honestly, I think this should be, the focus on food sometimes should actually be at the top of the list. And I right. say that because, if you feel good, you're able to operate good. Mm-hmm. It's, a different, it's a different feeling when you kind of rush in and then you left with the option of, I've got to go out and buy something that's going to end up making me feel bad and put me in this place, this place, this place of like guilt and shame because it's like, damn, I know I'm not supposed to be eating it, but yeah. I'm hungry right now and that's what I got to do. You really have to, You really have to schedule your food and schedule your day within your food because if not it's really going to get out of your hand and you're going to yeah. kind of be in that cycle of like going out and getting something to eat versus choosing a healthier option because even buying going eating out for vegan is like one your portions are normally smaller and it costs twice as much more sometimes so it you is i am learning that it is easier to just cook it yourself and i cook but Again, like, I, I, my kitchen has never really been used in the seven years that I've been in my place. So, oh, wow. But it, I, I use it when we're, like, stuck in for the winter or it's bad weather or, like, one day if I decide to, like, stay at home. But this is this is not my typical. So once we get back to a, a new norm, um, uh, I, I want to be doing things that I can keep up. Because right now I just have the time to have something cooking while I'm doing my show versus having to, you know, wait until after 10, 12. Because on Fridays, we normally have three shows back to back and the last okay. show is at like 11. So I'm normally getting home at maybe like 12, 30, 1 o'clock. And you don't really want to eat at that time. So you're grabbing something that's quick, that's available, or you're ordering out. And it's I'm trying hard. Um, and what I eat already is limited. So now having to not even be able to eat those things and having to switch to a whole different mindset has been the struggle. But when you are, um, I guess, consulting with somebody who is going to use you as a meal prep uh, person, uh, what what are some of the questions that, that you're asking them in terms of how you decide what their what options you have for them? So great thing that you asked that. I sent them a questionnaire. It's probably about matter of fact, I can pull it up on my phone right now and mm-hmm. actually read you the question so that um you go So this is my consultation. I'm just letting you know that, Jason. This is this is <laughs> this is your consultation. I'm gonna give you these simple questions right here. 
and this is the process that I go through because I also want people to be very like I'm a very intentional person and right. I want what I'm doing to be intentional for other people too so it's like I really want to put you in a position where you kind of do something that's comfortable for you and it's not right. overwhelming like my goal mm -hmm. is not to overwhelm you because at the end of the day too I have to understand that I'm in a different space than you are but I was once where you were in terms of like I used to see anything like I grew up in Brooklyn New York so oh, yeah. convenience was the corner store, the Chinese food restaurant, and every fast food restaurant you could think of in my area. I used to eat terribly, terribly. Mm -hmm. Like I would eat anything that was around until I until I started to become conscious in a way like, okay, well, I don't really know if I like how these things are making me feel anymore. Yeah. And I feel the difference now. And it for me, I never had any health problems. And all of my health issues now, which is only like one or two of them, are all stemming back from diet. And I don't want to be a person that gets their foot cut off or like get bad news in that way. And it's, it's scary because I don't think people realize the older you get, the, 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 I don't think the slower, but your body begins to change in terms of how it processes food in general. And it happens at different phases for people, but I didn't really start feeling it until 35. And the last year and a half has really been like eye opening because you'll eat something that your body will instantly like, no, this ain't, this ain't what I need. Uh-uh, try again. Uh, right. You feel it in various ways. And uh, it's scary because that, that makes me feel like a senior citizen almost. Like, you know, I have to really watch what I eat and watch the intake. And I never was a huge eater. But what would happen is I would eat too late. And by the time you wait till nighttime to eat, you're going to really overeat. Because, look, you're sitting in your bed or you're comfortable at home. And you can eat a little bit more versus during the day. You, you can kind of judge, like, how much you can eat. And just, you know, having a 7-Eleven being the only thing that's near your work is like, ugh. I can't eat like that. Uh-uh, no. Uh-uh, no. No Totinos for me no more. Uh, but, yeah, so what are, what are some of the questions that's on that uh, list? Yeah, let me show you right now. I'll tell you right now. So the first question I have on the list is, what would you like to accomplish with weekly meal prep? So the first thing I want to know is, like, what, what do you want to accomplish? You know what I'm saying? Where are you at? Um, to me, it, it would just be, like, just getting myself out of the so right now everything is pre you you're possibly going to be diabetic you're possibly going to be anemic i want to get myself out of that that phase okay of, like not in that danger zone the warning zone of of things it's not you know i don't want to look bad i'm already sexy but i just want to <laughs> get myself out I, of that i understand go ahead Go ahead, it's on you. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, oh her, your sound. Oh, there you go. There, there I go. Yeah, that was me. I guess my internet was a little <laughs> iffy. The biggest but thing I'm, that I'm, we need ahead. people is consistency. It's like, as long as we're consistent with things, that's when we see results. The biggest thing right. that we have when it comes to, like I said, when it comes to diet, we don't schedule the diet, we just eat. We just moving, we just eat. But if it's consistent right. and it's planned, you're more likely to achieve your goal because now you're like, I made a plan. Oh, right. I have my food available for me and I'm not trying to spend no more money. 
this is what I'm eating right now, and I know that this right. is better for my health and right. better for my longevity. So this is what I got to do. So, well, what's the schedule like? Do you do you prep for people on a weekly basis, or like by the month, or how how often is your meal prep? I do um, meal prep on Sundays. So uh-huh. this is where you can start your week fresh. I usually do five meals for folks. And this way okay. the weekend, you can kind of like, if you want to eat out a little bit or kind of have a little fun or do your own stuff, it gives you the opportunity to have that freedom and get ready back for the week. But I give people five meals. And like I said, it usually comes very portionalized. I give like, I think the last meal prep I did, I did vegan crab cake. Um, I did... Okay. Vegan mac and cheese. I did a fresh salad with some tomatoes and like a um Italian kind of garlic herb dressing. Then okay. I did like a nice snack. I did some popcorn and then I did like a caramel rice krispie treat. But it was like okay. really 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 healthy. And then um what else I did? And then sometimes I do fresh fruit and I kind of mix it up. And then I did like a pinto bean burger for the other meal. So you had like two things to kind of. So have you have you just been cooking? In this phase of your life, or were you always a uh, cook, or when did that I come? Wasn't, I wasn't always a cook. My, I was only focused on music. Before moving to Baltimore, I was only focused on music. I've been in Baltimore for okay. about, going on, I, I would say three years and some change. I don't know what okay. it is about this place. There's a there's a beautiful spirit here, but um, my life Baltimore gets you. It, it, it has. It's Baltimore my life. Get you. It, made, uh, it gave my life, it gave me purpose and meaning, and I honestly found myself here. Before I came here, I feel like I was just kind of, I was getting to the place where I am now, but like really coming here made me stop right. in and tune in to what was really important. Because, uh, I mean, I guess the dynamic of New York being a place where resources are overflowing, so it can be overwhelming, and sure. Baltimore is overwhelming in the exact opposite way. Like, you have to really get into it. You got to really want it to be here. New York, you can fake it a little bit, but here you gotta you gotta really want it to be able to find it and locate it and then keep it going. So yeah, I can imagine, especially in music, especially in music. Yeah, that I think the music part and just trying to be this, you know, you gotta compete with people in New York. It's a competitive. You're it's right. kinda like everybody's always want that one up. What else, what's that new? What's that it's New York. So right. it's kinda like that you know, but I kind of, I wanted to get away from that because I kind of also felt that it was very unhealthy to yeah. um, my success. And I didn't really feel like I was progressing anymore. And right, I, right, 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 right. It it's it's one of those, New York is one of them places where you you go there to live once you've already been established or okay. like you yeah. can travel there and build your establishment as you're going back and forth, uh, like Atlanta or LA or now yeah. Florida. Uh, but Baltimore is a place where you can live here, you can develop yourself, and it's close to like a lot of major places, so you can get to places. But yeah, that that New York is is I love that feeling of crossing the street and there's a million people walking with you and against you at the same time. But it that on a daily basis, I've lived there for like weeks at a time. Uh, uh, you got to be established. I want to be established. So I don't, I don't have to do that. <laughs> nah. I don't have to be faced with that every day. Uh, but in terms of uh, just building this as a business, when did this become a business for you? Cooking. Uh, two, 2018 is I started off. I'm, I'm really just, I really started off food blogging. And oh, okay. um, a lot of people used to, you know, somebody hit me up and asked me to vend. 
And okay. I was already kind of creative in the kitchen at home because I live like around a lot of international supermarkets. I go to like the Asian supermarket a lot, the Indian supermarket. So I usually go to a lot of places and I'm very experimental. Right. So I started experimenting a lot and that led me to cooking and vending. And then I started doing a lot more pop-ups and then I started really changing and shifting. And then once I made a shift within my diet, I was like, well, I'm not going to feed people things I'm not eating. Like, I want my, ultimately, I want my community to be better. So I feel like if I'm going to eat this, I'm going to share it and I'm going to tell everybody else too. And I'm going to make it in a way too where it's like, you still can have fun with it. And it still could be really good and exciting. It's just, it's just the approach to it and the mindset and really just kind of having the access to get to some of these things or, you know, figuring out a creative way to like put your own spin on it. Cause food is amazing. Right. I don't care Baltimore, what it is. Baltimore is infamous for its food deserts, especially in the inner city parts. It's infamous for food deserts. Like you can probably go miles before you get to like we're living in a country almost. That's what it feels like. But uh, do you have some uh, ideas or some uh, strategies that you may be thinking of to kind of help people who want to? start this new way of of eating or dieting that a food desert can also be like i live in this area and you would think that we would have more but the market the major market that's right here where i'm at is very limited with the produce and some of the healthier options you can find them but they're still like shrunken it's like more of a you know taste tester versus this options what are have you thought about some some strategies in terms of helping people to combat these deserts, food deserts? The biggest thing I've been on is self-sufficiency. Um, and the thing that I'm learning now, which I, you know, in turn want to learn to teach people is learning how to grow food hydroponically. So growing okay. food indoors with water. So not having to actually have an soil and have a garden and all that stuff, actually being able to maybe even grow food within your room. So okay. The first thing I'm actually going to start planting and growing, which is very simple and easy, is lettuce. I'm going to okay. start there, and I'm going to kind of take my – I have a book. I've kind of been, like, doing a lot of research and just kind of, like, really tapping back into the natural resources of things and, and, and getting people into the mindset of you are your own resource. Because it's kind of right. like – let's think about it like this. A lot of our money goes on food, but if we eliminated the middleman in a sense, right – and we right. were our own supermarket, our own market, and we, we were able to sustain ourselves enough to create food no matter where we were and what we were doing. That would eliminate a lot of the problems. Because like if, if all of the supermarkets and stuff closed or whatever, and you really had to go outside somewhere in the wild, it's like you have to kind of question, like, how would I, where would I get my water from? Where would I source my water? That's number one. Right. And how would I eat? And how would I also be able to, like, kind of, like, clean my water, keep it safe from bacteria and certain stuff like this, like that, or how would I also be able to grow my food in a way where I can still have it in an environment where I'm able to still utilize my space like a normal living space? Because if, you, right. if you're trying to grow a garden and a farm, that Yeah, your sound went out again. Your sound, your sound went out. What, uh, there you go. It's back. It's back. Yeah, yeah. you're back. So the that, that's a big, that's a big, I see a lot of people 
move into that because even planting a garden outside in the city could be a little dangerous with all the rodents, but finding alternatives to that because I think, and what I discovered even in this or when it's a blizzard or something, like the fruit in my market where I'm at right now went up at least $4, like instantly. Like it wasn't even, and it's not even that much of a variety of it, but it went up. And and I, I think, and us showing them that, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna plant my own food. They won't have a choice but to charge us the regular rate for stuff, mm. and stop trying to make a four or five hundred percent profit on food. And it's it's not even healthy food at that. But that's um, that's that's the thing ahead. that we gotta realize too, though, like. The food is kind of like the poison. That's a really big way to control people. And mm-hmm. you control it through the additives and the things that they add that we kind of get addicted to. In my opinion, food is a drug as well as anything else. You know what I'm right. saying? But it's that drug that is because you you have to eat it and it's essential. It's like one of those drugs that you don't really, you're not conscious of because it's like, I got to eat. Yeah. And it's about convenience too. That's the That, that, that has been the hardest part for me, the convenience of going to the market and getting a, a tray of the chicken and and just instead of cooking it, I'll just get them to prepare it and I can eat on that for a couple of days. It's the convenience of doing that. I understand like moments like this where you got all your children home all day long. What am I going to feed them? I can't afford to feed them three square meals and a snack, you know, and it's all vegan prices. Like, and I, I, have really been researching a lot of different options like uh, farming uh, <laughs> to uh, source food because even with your seasonings and your herbs, uh, that becomes a the herbs alone. I was going out just to buy seasons and I spent just as much on the seasons as I did on the food. And I'm like, this is crazy. Why am I spending like like almost eight dollars on a on because uh, I was looking at the pink salt, like on pink salt. Yeah. Like what is? Do you drive? I well, I I don't drive, but I live in proximity, like right across the street from the market. So it's okay. not like a distance I have to go, but I, I, I'm looking at options. So I I went down to Whole Foods last week, and it was just thinking about just different ways of eating. And I used to go to Trader Joe's when I lived out Towson, but just trying to find alternatives because even those options, it's still expensive. It's still, you know, expensive. I thought about going to the Asian market up on Route 40 and seeing like what yeah, they should. had. You should, you should. Yeah. You is that, should. is that, are you familiar with that one? I've been, that was one of the first Asian supermarkets I visited when I came, when I was like kind of out exploring and I actually had a chef take me there. And they have yeah. a lot of like markets and stuff like that. You'll definitely gonna, you're gonna definitely find produce and certain stuff cheaper now. And then right. you'll also discover one thing too. You'll discover about markets like that too. They're gonna have fruits and vegetables that the normal supermarkets won't Don't have. Yeah. So it's like now yeah. too, you get a chance to like kind of like spruce up your 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 you know your kitchen and like get some new fruits to add some new dynamics to your um, yeah yeah. Plate. And colors are very important too. Like foods and colors, certain colors, like red food, you know, focus on certain things, yellow food. So having different colors in your food and having different fruits and these components also make a difference. You know, you got is this a part colors. of your is this a part of it? Will the, is it or will it be a part of your 
your business too to kind of educate people in this way or are you doing because I think that was that made the difference to me. That's why I like I've I've been watching Tabitha for like the last almost three years now. Uh Ariana, great information and helpful. Thank you, Ariana. Uh but it really helped me to um uh just having her do it in a way that other people wasn't doing it because she understands how we like to eat like of us course. black people. So that that's what it made the difference to me because I don't want to eat rubber bands, you know, <laughs> with a little season on it. I want to no. eat food that I'm used to eating, but I want to eat them in maybe a healthier way or, it's you know, good. find ways to kind of switch out the meat and put in, you know, something that's like the heart of palm or, uh, the the mushrooms. Like I started eating more mushrooms in my food because I started realizing it had a meatier taste to it. So that's I'm just the taste, my money, uh, and the convenience of it. Those are the three I think aspects for me that I'm looking for in this. I want to be healthier, but I have to pay attention to the bottom line. How much is this gonna cost every week? Or you know, how convenient is this? Am I going to have to take my Sundays now and do meal prep? What does that mean for me? And on by Thursday, when I'm tired of eating, you know, this one thing, like what, what can I do when I'm out? Cause I travel sometimes. So when I'm out, what can I do? Like, can I carry food? Do I, can I still go get stuff and bring it back to my hotel room? What are some things I could do to like, do some microwave meals if I'm in a hotel room or, you know, I go down to New Orleans almost once a year. You can't vegan. I wish you would tell one of the mamas down there you want to eat vegan. But what what are you going to eat when you're out and about versus, you know, you can you can control it when you're home. But how do I control it when when I'm out? Do you have some because I know you do like restaurants, you go around to different restaurants. What are some options that you would suggest when we're out and about eating? I'm sorry, I had lost you for a little bit. It's just the last thing I heard was that you said you travel to New Orleans a lot. That's what I'm saying. So when I travel or when, you know, time doesn't permit, say, you know, I'm gone all day long and I've eaten all the stuff that I prepped, but uh, I, you know, I need something else to eat or I left my lunch home. What are some options when we're out eating, like at restaurants? What are some some on the go options? Hmm. Okay. That that could be tough. And then you also mentioned a microwave just now, so I heard that too. I don't even use microwaves anymore. Like okay. even when I'm kind of like even I've completely kind of took that out of my life. So yeah. I kind of get out of this idea of like having like I want my food to be as fresh as possible. So right. if that kind of means me sacrificing it, being a little warmer than I want it to be, I'm okay with that. You get what I'm saying? Because to me, um, microwaves taste, take away the quality to taste, and it takes a whole nother level and component out of the food. Right. So okay. I don't even encourage, I'm not even going to encourage you to even microwave. Now, I understand that you might have to, because maybe you might have to. Well, right. even if I go to 7-Eleven, right? I uh, now I've actually done this stuff like where I've kind of tested in 7-Eleven. What can I eat now that I don't eat the same? Anyway? Right. Um, I'm trying to think about if I have a picture of there's these little fig bars called Nature's Way. Yeah. You ever heard of those? Yeah, I have. Nature's Way to me is probably one of the most um convenient, inexpensive kind of little treats. That if I'm in 7-Eleven, that I'm going to grab mm-hmm. and go and snack on. 
I'll probably maybe get me a, if I, they, they sometimes have these, um, there's these particular tortilla chips that I like. It's a brand called Late July. And okay. it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, I don't know if it's a, it's kind of like in this really vibrant green bag. And I actually got a picture of them on my page as well, too, because I show a lot of snacks that I buy from stores and drinks and little stuff, too, just to kind of show people stuff. And mm-hmm. going, also going back to seasonings, if you get a chance, take a trip to, like, go take a trip to, like, TJ Maxx or, like, Ollie's or, or something like that. And buy your stuff in bulk. You could buy a whole bag of Himalayan sea salt for $4. Right, get right, right. refillable containers and keep refilling it and then just buy it that way. Or they also have like a lot of unique seasonings, which are half the price of what you're yeah. going to pay in a regular supermarket. Because a, a regular supermarket is going to overcharge you. I don't care where you are. Yeah. You got you to gotta find the places and the things. Like no commercial supermarkets are here to save us money. Like let's be real. Mm-hmm. They're not going to save you any money. So a lot of the times I buy stuff from like Marshalls, Ollie's, I go to different stuff for go to different places for different things. Right. Whole Foods and Moms, they're expensive. Point blank yeah. period. I don't buy every all of my fresh stuff from there. Sometimes I go to Aldi's for certain things. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like you kind of really have to find what works for you. And you have to really make the time for your food. So if you do yeah. have that free Sunday or you have time or you have somebody that's willing to take you somewhere, take you on a trip. I would say get your stuff, stock up, date your stuff, and be like, this is when I purchased this, so you know when it's going to go bad for you. Yeah. Keep a, a list of the things that you really need that are very essential into having, like, your – you need your essentials. So you're going to need some salt, some pepper, um, some garlic powder. Buy all of these things in large abundances. Like, even, too, with BJ's. I think at BJ's one time I brought, like, a garlic powder and a cayenne pepper, and that lasted me for months. I brought, like, the, the Cormac, the big one. Right. I had that for about, I had that for about two, three months. I still have the cayenne pepper now. I'm not even worried about that. And I cook a lot. So. Yeah. It's just, it, in, this, in this moment, I keep going back to this. I didn't know how much time I didn't have to be able to do a lot of this stuff, and I, again, that's what I'm trying to look at now. Like, how can I prepare myself for when we get back to another space, when we are going back out to work and we're going back out and doing things? What can I do to kind of balance things off so I'm not killing myself, but I'm also making sure that I have that time? Because food for me is it's really important because I'm already, like, limited now as to what I can eat and even what I like to eat. I'm that that puts me in a small space uh but i am i'm really thinking more about the farming aspect and some of the things like i like green peppers um i i'm starting to like onions a little bit more and i love certain i like mushrooms so figuring out some things that i can like make myself and you know not get i don't want a whole like acre of farmland in my apartment <laughs> but i want to so what you said a lot of things that we can do in house like what and what are you what would you suggest we start off with like if we could do like maybe four things what are some things that would be beneficial financially too for us to start off with I got my book literally sitting right here I'm gonna pull my mm-hmm. book out too just so I can literally show you okay it is and and this is really uh for anybody that's listening this is really like 
my kind of journey that I'm going through right now and how I'm trying to plan and get ahead of myself in terms of um, uh, how I'm eating now. And it's not, I've tried this several times before. Uh, I always used to start out, I would do a cleanse, uh, I would fast, and I would try to get my body back to uh, 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 a norm, a balanced place, and then I would try it, but I would never really stick to it because we we busy people everybody booked and busy but it takes moments like this to kind of kind of sit us down and get us to go uh but you said you had a book yeah i have a book right here um uh-huh. and like i was telling you i'm looking to start growing hydroponics. can you hold it up for us yeah yeah can you see it can y'all see it yeah we can say it now okay okay i got this book for free actually from instagram from a link oh and I just paid for the shipping, and they shipped the they shipped the book to me. Somebody sent me oh. the link. Um, it's I'm not sure the name of the company, but I had the link, and I can actually send the link to you. Okay. And from there, you can go ahead on, and you can actually order it for yourself. But one of the easiest things that you can actually plant and cook is lettuce. Okay. I'm sorry, okay. I, don't know why I said cook, but one of the easiest things to to plant and actually grow is lettuce, spinach, mm-hmm. kale. Beans, tomatoes, um, what else do we have in here? Strawberries, blueberries, cucumbers, radishes. Now, I've been using more of the leafy greens like lettuce. Um, I did, I tried the, the collard, uh, but I, I like the spinach better. I've been using that as a wrap. Now, that's, I've been trying to, because I don't like regular wraps, and I've tried different flavors of it. This is the texture of it, I don't, I'm not enjoying but I've been using those for my alternative bread for the most part. Uh, my screen, and it kind of helps too. I, you keep going in and out too. So I, I'm I sorry. Um, no, it's fine. Would you, would you mind repeating the last thing that you said? No, I would say that I, I, I would enjoy growing the lettuce okay. because it really has helped me to um, substitute out eating wraps. Okay. Because I thought wraps were were healthier, but I realized they're not that much more healthier than eating regular bread, and it doesn't taste as well to me. I don't like the taste of wraps. They just okay. feel like they're not done. Like I need to cook them or something. But okay. So you like wraps, right? I do. I do. Okay. Do you? Uh, are you into like the? Have you had like Beyond Meat? Do you, Do you eat that? Have you ever tried the Beyond Meat? Uh, I've tried it. Um, I've only ever tried it like the Burger King one, but okay, other okay. than that, oh, I've that's been... Impossible Meat. That's, yeah, that's that's different. That's different. So yeah. what's the difference? What's the difference? The Impossible Meat and the Beyond Meat they taste completely different. I would say the okay. Impossible Meat and the texture. The to me, I've had I've tried the Impossible Meat before, and it tastes more like a burger than any other of the meats that I've had. Like, well, they I've say that's because they're cooking it on the same grill too. But no, it's honestly it's the texture and the way that they whatever they're using to actually make the meat have that texture. Okay. It's very very similar to the actual burger. It's just not as. Juicy. But that's not bean though. It's not bean. I'm not sure. I, it might be like some type of pea protein. They use okay. like pea protein a lot to kind of spruce things up. So okay. I don't know exactly everything that they put in some of these things, but I know for the Beyond Meat because I get I use Beyond Meat from time to time when I was uh-huh. with moms and stuff. I actually buy the burger patties and I'll kind of like you know chop it up and then I'll make lettuce. 
Okay. I've tried the um I've I've tried the I think that was probably similar to what I tried because they have it in the market as so crumble. Some crumble. Yeah. And, um it's very light, nice and refreshing and it's very straight to the point. So it's not like um you know what I'm saying? You still kinda get that little bit of meatiness. Yeah. And it you know what I'm saying? And like you said, lettuce is really good too, because not only that, they they provide hydration for our body because they're mostly water as well. So on right. top of that, it's also an added bonus. Now that was in terms of cooking with that, it was very easy because I treated it like it was turkey, like ground turkey. Uh, and it really just took on whatever flavor. I tried it with the tacos. Um okay. I even um I, I mixed in, like, I've crushed up some butter beans, and I kind of put it into, like, little balls and made the meatballs out of it. Um, and it was just trying to find ways to still cook the same thing. Like, how do you keep stuff together? And I'm realizing a lot of the recipes use, like, the chickpeas or it was another thing. Yeah, to kind of combine stuff together. But like for me, it would be, I could eat burgers all day long. If I could find different recipes for burgers, that would be awesome for me. Because that's, and meatballs, that's one of the things that I love to cook the most because I like spaghetti. So okay. I, I like these alternatives because a lot of this stuff wasn't, we didn't know about these things before or they wasn't. Uh, it wasn't as many recipes that gave you variation. So we were limited as to what we could eat. Uh, and a lot of things were like chickpea based or just salad. Uh, or And I'm, I realized the last time I tried this, I can't eat a lot of soy and tofu. Like men aren't supposed to indulge in that because it's, it's uh, making our estrogen balance higher than our testosterone. So it's, and it's not as healthy for us to like, and we were, I, I think we weren't even supposed to be eating soy to begin with, but I, it's a lot of conflicting information and there's a lot of um, misinformation that keeps people who want to eat this way long-term from kind of indulging in it. Like there's not yeah. that many options um, and then realizing you're still, you still can be fat and vegan. Like yeah. what's the point? That's but, very true. Right. So I saw you doing something else on your on your Instagram page, um, and I think that your Instagram is J Janae Food. Yeah, yeah, J Janae Food. Yep. And I, I saw you. Uh, I think you were in a park, and you had found a spring of water. Like yep. how? So how? So what were you like? Was it like a special water, or was it coming so, from a certain place, or? I have a friend that. A long time ago, he was talking to me about him getting, he talked about him getting water, his actual water from an actual spring. Okay. I was like, oh, like for real? You get water from a spring? You know, <laughs> I would like to experience that. So one day, he took me and another friend, he took us out to this spring in Marriottville where it's literally fresh water coming from a spring, not tainted, right. nothing wrong with it. You literally, let me show you, I got my, um, I got my three-gallon container actually right next to me. <laughs> I took this big gallon, three gallon container with me. And mm -hmm. I filled it up and I and I drank I drank all of the water in here. And the experience of just doing it was like it was super spiritual. It was different because it was like I never really had a chance to see where my water came from. Like I just yeah. took water from the tap 
and from a bottle. Like I'm never really consciously aware of like, okay, like where, where is the water actually coming from? And like what's in it? And what makes the water actually safe to drink? And what makes it not safe to drink? And um, so I started saying that I'm gonna keep going back to the spring and testing the water and sharing the information and knowledge because two, water is a very important thing on our list that we kind of forget and we don't realize too because you know it, the alkalinity in the water and certain mm-hmm. types of components in the water make it healthy and not so healthy. I don't really right. believe that the tap water is the healthiest option. It's healthy enough for us to drink, but it's just got stuff in it to pretty much stabilize it, but not actually be that beneficial to our skin and to our insides. Because like even taking showers with some of the water that I take showers with, I, I notice that it's very harsh on my skin and it yeah. dries out my skin. Well, we have to take into consideration too. Sometimes the water is okay, but a lot Baltimore has a lot of old houses, so the pipework hasn't been changed. So you're all of those metal composites and all that, those minerals from that mixing, and then we're drinking it, and it's just no good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to not be that person that's spending thirty dollars on water every week, but. Uh, I can tell this was free. Right, right. Free ninety nine. Yeah. Took a, if I took, if I got three of these, I got nine gallons of water now that'll last me for a long period of time. That's free. That's fresh. Hasn't right. been tainted. I can actually test the water myself. It's gonna right. get my strips. And like I said, it's all about really, really just kind of like tapping in. We're not aware because like if we think about everything that we do, especially living in the city. Like, it's not really, like, tuning you into nature. Like, a lot of things are getting you to buy and spend money and be a consumer more so than it is to actually, like, save your life. Right, so right, n- right. Normally and naturally, your first instinct is not going to be like, I'm about to go to this spring, bring my three-gallon container, and go get me some water. Like, most people are not thinking like that. Like you said, most people are thinking convenient, and they want to eat. Right, right. And, and it's... Like, and it- and I and and I'm trying to wean myself off of just the convenience of stuff. Um, I do treat myself uh, now, but I've ske- even scheduled that more so because I don't want to like get overwhelmed with this. Because transitioning to this, like I said before, I was told how to transition into this before, and you would go to like I would go to get colonics, and then I would go do my fasting. And then I would try to, like, so I could be at zero when I started. <clears throat> and it was just down with so many options. But now, even so we have more options, you still have to, like, really research, like, going to a spring water, go and get spring water. Like, that's, that's, that's a, we're not thinking about, okay, I can go here to get my water and I may can go to the farmer's market to get better fruit or vegetables or I can go hit. We're not thinking about that. We've all like I moved into my apartment because it was downtown. I was right across the street from a market. I'm not that far from the interstate. I'm, I, I can get to where I want to get to if I need to. Uh, mm-hmm. But I didn't think about, you know, what that market had inside of it. Was it beneficial? I, would, I just wasn't. I'm being honest. I was I wasn't there yet. At that time, I was still eating out almost every day of the week. But I is now it's very important to me my health. But I didn't know how important my food intake was to my health because I was like, if I'm exercising and I'm like trying to get it together, 
I can I can have some Popeyes. I'm gonna I'm gonna work that off, but not when that Popeyes will swell your feet up like instantly. That's not really the best uh, method method to it. Um, what tell us about your brand and and all all that all the different components of it? Like, what are you building now? So ultimately, um, my goal is to literally just educate and um, introduce our folks, people of color, to, you know, different types of foods and untraditional, you know, and un like different methods of approaches to food. Like, say, right. for instance, the other day, too, when I was out on the grill, I took the jackfruit outside with me. And I don't, I don't use canned jackfruit. I buy jackfruit. Jackfruit comes from India. So I mm -hmm. actually go to an Indian market and I buy the jackfruit frozen. And it's a mm -hmm. young jackfruit. So this, you can buy the jackfruit in its like natural state, and it and when it's ripe, it's sweet. But I buy the uh, unripe jackfruit, which is the young jackfruit, the young green jackfruit, which allows you when you break it down, it's not sweet. So you can obviously season it however you want. Okay. So I decided to too. You know, I want to make a pulled chicken, a pulled pork sandwich, or whatever. You know, and I call it these things too purposefully because sometimes we have to kind of like. It's a way to kind of get people on board. Like we like, we like you said, we like comfort food. We yeah. like foods that are rich and kind of fill certain types of ways. You know, certain things that we grew up with in traditions, macaroni and cheese. These things yeah. are staples within the black community. It's just right. about now taking it and just putting it another spin on it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, yeah. well, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna go take the jackfruit and I'm gonna grill it, kind of make it smoky. I'm gonna have it in a new in a different way. And not only that, I could make it as a sandwich. I could top it on my salad. I could do whatever I want with it. I could take it, I could make it into cake and fry it up. So yeah. it's just like really just taking things from a way and a perspective and just saying, you know what? Like, how can I show people how to be creative with this one food item? Like, I could get you to make five different things now with jackfruit. And mm -hmm. get you to think about it. Or get you to think. It's 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 all and for me it's all about um variety. So because that variety helps us with being cost effective. So if I can think of five things to do, I can buy more of that jackfruit and maybe sprinkle that, freeze some, you know, make some this week and make different things. And now I'm not spending quadruples, a hundred fifty, three hundred dollars every time I go to the market, but now I'm cost effective. It may take me a couple more stops, or I may have to go a little bit further to that market. But that's how I discovered um uh the Asian market on Route 40 because I was looking for I wanted to see what jackfruit looked like fresh because I've seen the can and I don't I stopped eating canned foods a long time ago. Uh only because of the salt and the preservatives I was having circulation issues but i i got the jackfruit that was already like in the in a bag like it was already in a certain season already okay. uh in a cold section but i wanted to see what like a real jackfruit looked like i wanted to see like what it looked like be before they kind of break it down and put it in the can or so that's how i found that when somebody suggested that i go there because they had some at that market at the time um but it was really, um, it really, uh, for me, again, it's just 
I, I like variety. I don't like eating the same thing every day. Uh, but I had gotten into that habit because it was it was cost effective. So I was eating chicken every day. I would just make it different or add a sauce to this one or add a, add a different side order because it became cost effective and it was convenient. But I'm trying to look beyond the convenience and figure out how I can get the same thing in this different way. Yeah. Um, so in terms of your brand, what are some of the things that you would want people to have in place before they come to you for for meal preps because you only do vegan or vegetarian yeah meal prep? I've, I've, okay. I've, I've no longer doing seafood any meat I've, i'm not doing any of those things because i just feel like, like i said i don't want to give anybody anything that i'm not really eating anymore. right like, whatever right. i'm eating is what i want to feed my people you know okay that's what i want to do honestly you can come to me as you are and i also tell people like i understand that it's a process so sometimes i've had people following me for a while and maybe for a year and they might just now be ready for that vegan meal but mm -hmm. the fact that they're the thing the thing that i love about social media is that it brings that awareness i'm just here for the awareness you get what i'm saying i'm just here to be also to be somebody of color to show you that it's possible just like possible. You, you spoke about tabitha tabitha yeah. is, is here to show us that it's possible you know what i'm saying yeah. also my goal too is to travel the world like i really want to go to india and kind of get more into a lot of different things and find out more about superfoods and different types of foods and different foods that we're actually eating a lot of and the difference that they can make with our lives and our bodies and you know also kind of like getting us to think more on a larger scale when it comes to food as well Right. You know so that was one of that was one of the things that I had to um, kind of think about when I was like, oh, am I going to do this? Am I going to really invest this time into thinking about it? Because I was thinking about what I couldn't eat. I, I didn't really give myself the thought process of like what I could eat uh, because I was realizing a lot of foods that were supposed to be healthy weren't necessarily healthy. Thank you for seven minutes. It wasn't as healthy for me. Uh, long term, like I was I was trying to change out a lot of my food and eat more fruit. And then my sugar jumped up because I wasn't thinking about what I was eating. I was just trying to be healthy. But now I wanted it to be more of a uh, yeah. I wanted to be more purposeful and just really think it out a little bit more because I was getting frustrated. Like I was yelling at my doctor, like, how are you going to tell me like my sugar's up? And all I've been doing is eating grapes and and, and, and apples and and she was like, well, those things have sugar in them. So therefore, overeating them will like raise your sugar up. And I was like, I'm confused because we were told to eat more fruits and vegetables. And I was doing that. But I wasn't really eating enough really dark greens to really help me out. And you got to like think about the logistics of what you're eating. So uh, <clears throat> I, I was one of the people who watched What the Hell and was like, oh, I don't want to do this no more. I've taught it. But you go right back to the way you were eating because it's convenient. It's more cost effective. And, and it's what you're used to is your comfort zone. So this is like the this whole process for me has been difficult this time because I don't have a choice but to be like stick to it. Because what else? <laughs> I, I'm still working, but I'm still working at home every day all day so even we're working i could be cooking something on the stove and walk a couple feet and be there but it's really um it's forcing me to do it even when i'm eating out now i'm looking through the the menu more 
than I used to. Like, oh shit, this was it's always been on your menu. Okay, let me let me let me try this. I didn't know you had this on your menu. Cause I literally will go to like one of my favorite restaurants uh, is Mount Vernon Stable. And I'll okay. go there and I'll eat the same thing because it's comfortable. I know how I have a weak stomach. So I know what it's going to do to my stomach. I know how much time I can, you know, indulge before I got to get home and take care of my stomach. Uh, but uh, I'm, I was really happy to come across your page because I'm looking for people who are in arm's reach that I can have these conversations with. That's not just a uh, 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 personality that's telling me how to eat. And uh, thanks for our minutes. But somebody that's really doing it themselves, honestly doing it and not cheating. Cause I, I made that mistake. Uh, uh, I, I made that mistake saying, um, uh, going to restaurants thinking just because they were vegan that I was doing a good thing to myself. No, um, I, yeah. go ahead. I also, I just want to make a point, like get out, like food is healing. So who prepares your food, how your food is prepared makes a big difference on your health because overall going back to what I was saying, it's really about the intentionality behind the food. It's not so so right. much sometimes too. You can go to a vegan restaurant, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be healthy for you. Uh, but the people cooking that food, that intention, and everything that go every level and layer is really what's going to transform your life. It's yeah. not the other yeah. way around. You know what I'm saying? And then you yeah. cooking your food and not being so focused on convenience and really planning and scheduling will allow you to get the results and be as healthy as you need to be because now it's intentional for you. You've now made the time in your day to say, no, right now at this time, I'm making my shake today. I'm putting my greens in it. I'm putting my, my fruit in it. I'm putting my little bit of moringa in there, my superfood, and I'm going to get my little bit of components in there and drink that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm going to okay. make sure I have my salad. A, a great way, too, that I get a lot of the nutrients that I need is I drink them in my smoothie. I put my banana, I put my spinach, I put my moringa powder, I'll throw a little bit of this, a little bit of that, whatever works for me. That's mm-hmm. a really another really good way to start your day off. And also to kind of wean you off of feeling like you kind of got to eat so much food. I used yeah. to think that I had to eat three meals a day. I don't eat like that anymore. My body honestly really can't even take it anymore. Mm. I'm, good on, I'm good on a smoothie and I'm good on maybe two to three, well, maybe like two meals at most a meal and I have my little snacks in between and I eat my fruits and stuff like that. Right. It's just, it's just really creating a new platform for yourself in a way of doing it. So that's why I don't, uh, I stopped using the word diet a long time ago because yeah. uh, people Unhealthy. get caught up in it being something that I do for this amount of time. And then that just set me straight. But a diet is simply what you eat and how long you are going to, uh, indulge in that is up, really up to you. But if you can't do this for the rest of your life, it's really not going to be beneficial. And I was never really a fad diet. I think I tried the metabolite pills and I felt like I was on crack. And I was like, I'm not doing this ever again. This not, mm-mm. I was That's like, I went through like eight different emotions within an hour. And I was like, no, this not good. This crack. I'm not doing that. Right. And I, and I couldn't sustain yeah. stuff like that. Like only eating, only juicing, only like your body is, it needs certain nutrients and you got to give it because I'm realizing now as I'm getting older, if you don't do these things on a consistent basis, like simply drinking water, like we, we kind of think about it. We don't really think about 
if I if I, I I drunk a couple glasses today, no, if you don't drink as much as you need, you can still be dehydrating and just eating, just drinking the base amount of it, you can still get dehydrated. And I've been dehydrated a couple of times, and it's not it's not a good feeling. You know, those Charlie horses in the middle of the night don't feel too good when you when you're in a deep sleep. Uh, but uh, so I, I really appreciate you. And we're gonna have we, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you. Uh, uh, well, I'm gonna talk to you a little bit and see if we can kind of continue this conversation and giving people some options by helping you to promote uh, your platform and your brand. Uh, because it's something that's important to me and I gotta stay uh, relevant in it and it has to be relevant in my life as well. So I, I want to keep the conversation going, but uh, I normally close out every uh, show with uh, two questions. Uh, well, one question. What advice would you give to your 17-year-old self? And what advice, uh, What question would you ask to your 100-year-old self? Oh, wow. Oh, man. That's, those are really two really good questions. <laughs> Excellent questions. Okay, so my 17-year-old self, I would say be patient. Don't rush. Like, you know... Um, that like I feel like patience, exercising patience is like one of the hardest things. That's something I struggle with to this day. You know, right. and just thinking that things are supposed to be a certain way or you kinda have your mind made up of how your life's supposed to go. I never thought I would be here. So it's just like wow. And then my hundred year old self. What question would you ask ask them? Oh, man. I don't even know. Okay. I mean, it's not a, it's no right or wrong answers, but it, it simply lets you know where you are in your journey. And it's, it is something that you should ask yourself, like as you go on, because your even the advice that you would give to your 17 yourself changes as you evolve and your question to your hundred year old self changes as you get closer to wherever you're going. This has been another edition of the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Thank you, Janae. Janae, um, I appreciate you. You're definitely going to see her on this platform again because I need the help. Uh, up next, it is the Cocktail Social uh, Talk Show with the fabulous Blue Waters. So thank you again. Uh, I appreciate you, you. And I'll put out your, uh, I'll share your, uh, your Instagram and stuff like that. Once we, I do my post uh, wrap up. Uh, again, see y'all later. Peace out. See you, Jay Janae. I see you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> mm.